Deviant Radio. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of sad individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, Bonerwood, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recoil. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this mother. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's February 11, 2023. I'm Wood. We do not have Wardog with us tonight, but instead we still have Oink. He's up in Alaska. How you doing, brother? Oh, you know, just shooting shit out of the skies up here. That's all we're doing. The size of cars that you cannot identify. And apparently not. (laughs) Back in the lower 48, uh, he's my neighbor, sort of, kind of. It's PTS dog, JJ Joaquin Watai. How are you? What's up? Um, yeah. So a little update, uh, from last week, we mentioned recoil had fucked up the shit and by shit, I mean his hand. Uh, not talking about his dick. I do miss cupping his balls though. Anyway, um, he, he uh, messaged me just the other day and he went to the surgeon to uh, find out if everything's going okay. Uh, they stuck some pins in his finger to uh, help it heal back together. Uh, he's got to leave him in for like five or six more weeks. Um, everything looks good right now. He's in a lot of fucking pain, obviously. Um, but hopefully uh, at the end of this uh, five or six weeks, he gets the pins out and he'll have the dexterity back in his fingers to be able to play guitar and all that good stuff again. So thoughts and all that good stuff over to Mr. Recoil. Hopefully we can get my him cons- on one of these my days. My concern is, is he going to get used to jerking it with his left hand and it's no longer called the stranger? Well, it is his left hand that's fucked up. Oh, well, shit. Okay. It's, uh, he's it's his fret hand. That's why I said guitar. I mean, if it was, if it was his right hand, I think he'd be all right because he could still at least strum the fucking guitar. Um, but, uh, hopefully everything, uh, heals back relatively better. Uh, and, and he gets, like I said, the dexterity back to be able to do. Uh, to uh, play guitar again because like I said last week music is basically mine in his life so I, I yeah. totally understand and getting those pens and shit put in your hand especially your hand is not a good thing we had a guy at work that uh, smashed his index finger mm. putting rocks in a fucking loader bucket and it, it just basically smashed it to fucking pieces and he had the same thing where he had a bunch of pens and shit put in and unfortunately his like recoil was in a lot of fucking pain, but he had the pins that actually break through and, you know, bust through the skin and just it was not fucking healing. Right. So you can finally tell the doc, just take the goddamn finger off. So 
And like he's walking that. around with you know, three fingers and one thumb. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't think recoil would turn to that. <laughs> no, no. It's kind of hard but to play no, the I, guitar dude, missing fingers and shit. Right, right. <laughs> um, but hopefully, like I said, everything turns out well for him and he gets back into guitar playing relatively soon. Yeah, um, another thing, if you missed last week's podcast, you need to check it out. Uh, we had Dave Birkenfield on talking about the American Legion and be the one. Uh, it's, it's awesome what they're doing, uh, to help suicide and, and all that. So to help stop suicide, excuse me for those who, for, yeah, who let's say helping, throw that word prevented help. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoops. Rewind. <laughs> let's cut and paste, uh, prevent suicide. Um, yeah. Edit that before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oopsie. Uh, so, uh, please check that out. It's, it's really good what they're doing. Uh, be the one American Legion ship Ganassi racing, which, uh, Dave Burkenfield is a member of. So please check that out. That's the last podcast. You can go find our podcast on Podbean and most other podcast platforms, minus Spotify, because Spotify is, uh, for lack of a better term, gay. Um, also going on <laughs> TV radio, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned last week, if you missed it, uh, upcoming promotion this week, one day only 25% off of everything at the DV radio store on February 14th. It's the Valentine's Day promo. Again, that's 25% off of everything, one day only February 14th, Valentine's Day here on dvradio.net. Just click on the DV radio store tab. Uh, we should have a couple of new designs up for you to, uh, to splurge with your 25% off. I don't know when the next big percentage off is going to be. So be sure that you take advantage of that. Uh, you've got DV radio merchandise, DV farm merchandise, PTS dog merchandise, Sergeant war dog merchandise, Betsy Ross merchandise and DV against DV merchandise, which all proceeds go directly to change unchained. And unless otherwise noted, it does go to those organizations, people, and uh, companies that the merchandise is for, i.e. PTS Dog, all that good stuff. So DV Radio Store right here on dvradio.net, 25% off one day only, Valentine's Day, February 14th, which is next Tuesday. And I get my copy of Hogwarts Legacy. And yes, I'm going to play it. I don't care what you assholes say. Um that's racist. No, that's, that's transgenderist or something like that. Um, <laughs> you're you're for slavery and, and transphobia and, and look, uh, stuff and look, things. I found the greatest interview ever, and I sent it to JJ because we both love this man. Idris Elba said, "I don't want to be the first black. I'm the first Idris." And the stuff he says in this interview, we're going to put it in the podcast description. Remind me, like, we're going to put oh, that yeah. interview in the podcast. You guys all need Look, to get it. I'm not gay, but Idris Elba is Idris Elba. Dude, That's I, all I'm say. dude if I was gay, I would so go after Idris I'm Elba. I'm fucking like, straight. straight. I don't up. care if he hit on me. I'd be like, bitch, oh, I'm yeah. sucking dick tonight. Right, right. <laughs> Like he, he is, he is my black Sam Elliott. Like, I'm not even oh, going to yeah. lie. Like, no, ooh, that's a good comparison. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight up, dude. <laughs> like, not I was, wrong. I was wrong. sitting here one night trying to find something to put on the TV because I hate silence because of my tinnitus. So I was like, what can I find to put on that I can go to sleep to? You motherfucker. 
found me some Sam Elliott stuff and I fell asleep to you it. You motherfucker. <laughs> what? See, I can ignore my tinnitus. Fuck you. 99% Fuck of you. the time until some jackwad says the word and reminds me. Fuck you. Fuck you. you Mine's been bothering me all goddamn day. <laughs> Mine's been bothering me all goddamn day. Fuck you. Everybody needs to experience it tonight. If I got a deal, you got a deal. It's like, you I had to well. see this meme. You got to see it. I had to watch my eyes out with you. I had to see the cock copter. Now you've got to watch it. Like that, that oh, kind of thing. God. <laughs> no, the helicopter. Not the cockcopter. Um, but also <laughs> we do have a serious thing that we need to talk about. And I'll turn it over to JJ to talk about Norse Forge and what's going on over there. Yeah, throw me under the bus. That's early in the show. Okay. You damn listen. straight. Jeremy um from Norse Forge uh is an army veteran, Iraq, and I believe he did spend some time in Afghanistan as well. Um anyway, he uh started Norse Forge and uh He's been forging for a little more than 11 years now, I believe, since he uh, got out of the Army. And uh, he teamed up with the Grievous Gallery in Salisbury, North Carolina. Uh, Grievous Gallery happened to happens to be in a former factory. It's, a, it's an industrial building. It's perfect uh, setting to, to do what Jeremy does, Jeremy Fulton, uh, in uh, that's Forge. Anyway... Um, He's been working on a provisional permit uh, for a year since he moved into the Grievous Gallery, while the city of uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, researched ordinances and how they could basically tax his business in order to permit him to operate. If that sounds wrong, welcome to what America's like now. You can have a business license as long as we can figure out how to charge you. So, uh, right before, in fact, uh, two days or three days before the last event there at uh, Norse Forge, the city of Salisbury ordered him to cease all operations, all business. They shut him down because they could not come up with the appropriate ordinances in order to tax him to operate as his business. And I am not shitting you. They literally shut him down because they couldn't figure out how to charge him, how to tax him. And and that is literally everything contrary to what the entire country was started as. I mean, we started a country because we didn't like taxation without representation. We wanted the freedom to operate our own business. And uh, when uh, Great Britain said, no, fuck you, we're going to tax you, we said, no, fuck you, we threw their tea in the harbor. Anyway, um, I, I support North Forge wholeheartedly. I support Jeremy's mission because part of his mission is to start a school to teach veterans how to forge as a way, as an outlet, as a, as a place to focus uh, to help deal with PTSD. And I'm a hundred percent behind that because I really want to open up my shop to welcome veterans to learn to turn for the exact same reason. Uh, he's got a GoFundMe. I'm going to drop the link in the chat here right now. Um, maybe if I can get my phone to unlock. While uh, JJ is so- trying to find that we are going to have him on barracks talk sooner or later. He's just had a lot oh. of shit going on. 
Yeah, I'll nail him down. We'll get him here. Um, and it was way before this whole monstrosity happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wanted to get him here a long time ago, but and then this shit happened. And I, I got to tell you, if you've ever seen a human being's soul get crushed, it's not pretty. But that's exactly what I saw with Jeremy. The event um, was for his birthday. Um, and he and he literally got shut down in order uh, told he could no longer conduct business two days before his birthday. I mean, it doesn't get more fucked up than that. So anyway, I put the uh, I put the event in the uh, the or the GoFundMe in the chat. He's raised fifty four thousand dollars. He is working with a representative of the VA to get a VA business loan, and his intention is to purchase land. Here in North Carolina, he needs to stay in North Carolina because it's where his kids are. So his intention is to purchase land here in North Carolina. And I keep encouraging him to go to Davidson County, which is where I used to live. Um, I, in fact, I live like 100 yards from Davidson County. And in the county, outside of any town limits in Davidson County, it's basically what America used to be. You can fucking do pretty much anything as long as you're not harming anybody. Basically um, where I live. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, basically most of Davidson County is the boondocks. It's, yep. it's just fucking out in the woods. So they don't care. There's racetracks in Davidson County. There's all kinds of shit. There's every kind the largest, uh, the largest military surplus uh, store in the uh, East coast. Delks is in Davidson County. So <laughs> Yeah, anyway, if, you, uh, if you are able to give to the GoFundMe, please do. If not, share the hell out of it, please. Yeah, yeah. Support North Forge. And listen, there is some controversy, okay? Uh, his next-door neighbors didn't like the power hammer, so they complained a lot. Now, mind you, he's he was in a place that's zoned commercially, fucking do business. It was a factory for 100 years. But... They've decided to troll anybody who supports him on the internet. So there's controversy. If you want the true story, get a hold of me, get a hold of Grievous Gallery. The true story is not what these people are portraying. They're they're saying, oh my well, they were actually kind of gloating over the fact that he got shut down. But he got shut down because the city couldn't figure out how to tax him, not because of anything he did illegal or wrong. He didn't do anything. No wrongdoing by make him. knives. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do anything but make knives, but because he was, because it's a noisy process, they decided that they would add to the grief of the city not being able to figure out how to fucking write ordinances. I, honestly, the, the real reason why it got shut down is bureaucrats trying to cover their own asses and refusing to stick their necks out and say, well, okay, let's make this rule and, you know. And really, he did everything he could to cooperate with the city. He was willing. He got a hold of other forges in other cities in other states and was willing to sit down with them and write the fucking ordinances. And they decided that that was too much work. It's fucking bullshit. But, but again. Well, I look at it this way. You know, it's a great location. And it's a shame that he lost the location. But he has the opportunity to purchase 50, 60, 100 acres, build his own building, his own forge, and do what he wants, which is to kind of build a little village and a market around it, a place where 
people, I mean, he's big into gaming and Skyrim and D&D, and he wants to build a nerd village where we can come together and do like Ren fairs and shit two or three times a year. They can have gatherings and just, just people who want to come enjoy their, their fantasy based hobbies. Not only that without being harassed can do so. Not only that, you've got to realize there is shit like this going on every day, every year, but they're paying out this money that people like us and, and him doesn't have. So of course they're going to be able to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not in the best interest of who it's built for at the end of the day. It's really not. It's like farmer's markets today. You go to a farmer's market and you see pillows that you can buy at the dollar store for sale for like 30 mm. bucks at a farm. Like, no, that's not a farmer's market. Last time I checked, it's, it's the same, it's the same concept, right? Like, but Dude, I refuse to, to vend at the Thomasville farmer's market because I'm supposed to have a, uh, uh, an LS or a, a business license and an EIN and pay the farmer's market taxes on yeah. my sales. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that shit. No, mm-hmm. I don't make enough money to pay taxes in the first place. But second of all, it would cost me more to pay all the fees and fines and blah, 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 just to sell $120 or $150 worth of merchandise at your farmer's market on Saturdays. Yeah. It would cost me more to pay you than I would make at the farmer's market. It's yeah. not worth it. Government so, has gotten out of control. Government is overreaching. Yep. On so, every level, right down to the city of Salisbury. So if you're able and in, in, in a good financial spot, please do give. Um, I know it's GoFundMe and most people hate GoFundMe. Uh, but if you can give, give. If you can't, do share the fuck out of it. You never know who's going to be able to actually give a shit ton when you share it. So either way, you're going to help make a difference and hopefully make this, uh, as he says, uh, a dream into reality. So, yep. I I would like to see that. Um, but yeah, so we got that going on and, uh, we do have a guest tonight and what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce uh, Mr. JB, he's an Oregon Army National Guard Iraqi veteran. No, that is not Oregon Iraq. He's an Iraq veteran. <laughs> he's served in the Oregon Army National Guard. Um, he's not my guest. He's JJ's guest, and that's all I know about him. So I'll turn it over to Mr. JB and into introducing himself, and then JJ can interview the fuck out of him until I get tired and say we need to end the show. So, without further ado, Mr. JB, who the fuck are you, and why the fuck did you come on Barracks Talk? Because this is one place you do not want to be if you think you're going to get a good reputation. All right. What's going on, guys? My name is Joshua Billups. Uh, my friends call me JB. Uh, JJ brought me on because we we met on the Wood Talk community on TikTok. Um, we're both disabled veterans and very passionate about uh, how not just woodworking, but all hobbies can be super healthy for people's mental health. Um, I've done a, a bit of research on this, and even in woodworking magazines from the 1920s, uh, there are articles where they talk about how important hobbies are for mental health. 
And uh, JJ and I were just kind of thinking about like connecting and talking about that a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bo, you know, you keep talking to me about starting up a new show and, and uh, uh, talking about woodworking being good for mental health and, and not only that, but expanding it to art being uh, good for your mental health. And uh, JB and I are talking about the same thing. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, you should come on Barracks, on Barracks Talk and, uh, you know, check in and check out the uh, TV radio. And, you know, if we uh, don't insult your mom too often, maybe we can start putting something <laughs> together. <laughs> and JB, JB's deck might possibly have more square footage than mine. Maybe. But I'm still going to claim that I have the biggest deck, at least of the veterans on the East Coast. I'll I'll tape it out tomorrow. Oh shit! We're bringing out the tape measure, bitches. <laughs> well, fuck it! I'll tape it right now. Let me go get the big tape. Let's see. I'm going to have to drag out the hundred foot reel for this shit. Let's get out the surveying wow. equipment and make sure. Let's get down to the precise millimeter. Where's see, my Theonolite? I don't know. What's the right tool? Should I grab the 200 foot or the 100 foot? <laughs> I think the 100 foot will work. Uh, you need to get that little wheel with the clicker that you just walk the perimeter. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't trust those. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough for the for the Major League Baseball. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure the one they have isn't the fucking $15 Stanley one that I bought at fucking Ace Hardware. True, true. true I mean, they true. play with their balls all day, so they know what's good. <laughs> the like, fuckers know how to measure a field. I'm sure they got a precise tool for that. Oh, see, anyway, JB, tell us a little bit about... Uh, Mickey uh, Mantle's fucking rolling over in his grave somewhere. They also don't have to worry about the light lighting Let's being see. bigger or smaller. So we are going. Oh shit! Out. He's actually measuring his deck. <laughs> you hear how long that is? It's still going. Still going. All right, we are at look fifty-seven are feet. Happened. Pictures are Likewise. never happened. <laughs> yeah, he's probably sitting outside, just pulling it out. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, he lives in Oregon. You could probably get a citation for just sitting out there and pulling, pulling, it, and pulling out. it out. You know what I'm saying? I will. I will totally provide pictures later. We're just, we're just... Be sure it's of your, trimmed of your of your deck, yeah. not pulling it out. Right? I want it. To, I want. To, I want to make sure that it's trimmed and doesn't look all bad and shit. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Make sure there's good lighting. Don't want any excuses. But anyway, oh, it looks like shit right now. What got time, you? Bro. What got you into wood? Uh, well, he was in the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I've heard more stories on the navy side when it comes to that. Um, hey, twenty uh, bucks is twenty bucks, man. At least we don't <laughs> we have to have our names. At least we don't have to have our name types on our ass. All right, I'm just saying. All right. All right, I'm at, at, at width, I'm at two. So let's just call it an even 570 square feet. Wait, 60 by two? 57 by 10 foot two inches. Oh, 10 foot two inches. Oh, oh, okay. He, he cut out there for a second. This is what happens when you use a mobile device. 
All right. His wife took his computer, so you know. <laughs> he snatched it. <laughs> yeah, JJ brought that one up. I did. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, he said it. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, went from the top to the bottom real quick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you wouldn't get a good rep from here. <laughs> Dysfunctional. <laughs> But no, All right, seriously. JJ. What, what's your deck, man? I got. I, I'm ranking oh. it. I'm. I'm registering it at 570. That's what I'm I, claiming. I am actually tied to a computer, so I can't actually go out there and measure. But you, you mm-hmm. might have a bigger deck than me. However, <laughs> as far as East Coast veterans are concerned, I've got this pretty much locked down. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. <laughs> if we have to break it into regions to make it fair, that's fine. I think, yeah. We're just going to say for the West Coast, JB has the biggest deck, but over here in the East, uh, you know. So what at least did you... bigger than War Dogs. That's all I got to say. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't going down Allen. He ain't here to defend himself. Yeah, he's so. not here to defend himself. <laughs> I, I just, I just know I seen him. I mean, <laughs> I seen him. I seen him. <laughs> Glowing ass eyes and teeth every fucking way. <laughs> see, he's not here to defend himself. It's not fair. Because... I know it's not. <laughs> he's probably listening. He's probably. He he's better probably, be. He better be fucking listening. He's bitch. probably on some fucking VPN listening or some shit. Um. <laughs> But no, seriously, JB, I've heard uh, a few different reasons why people have gotten into woodworking. Um, but what was your reason behind it? Um, I was just always around it, man. My dad was always hand. He still is handy. My dad's still around. Thank God he's 86 years old. He, he He's the one that got me in. He had like a full wood shop in the garage. Of course, you know, back in the day, it was kind of more of a roll out in the driveway where I grew up in central California, so that wasn't really a big deal. It only rained like six times a year. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I would roll his table saw out, and, like, I was basically his, you know, uh, outfit table, right? Um, <laughs> we've all been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, your dad's outfit table, so you got to, you know, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about how a table saw works really well when your dad teaches you that stuff. You learn about kickback and, you know, how to safely use a table saw. And I think that's, you know, really important for, for our future generations. Like, I don't think saw stop is the answer. Like, I think things like saw stop create complacency and and they're right. They're okay for the right people. They're okay for the right people. Right. Like if you're like a, a brain surgeon, I, yeah, buy a saw stop. Like, I don't want you to mess up your fucking hands. Right. <laughs> if you're a hobbyist, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer. I'm just afraid that, like, people will actually get hurt worse from kickback because they get complacent with a saw stop. Did you see the video of the guy cutting? This is a little panel, like, like six by eight panel, and he pushes it through. And then he reaches across and picks it up. And as he's lifting it, it hits the blade and kicks right back into his nuts. Oh, fuck. No, I have not seen that one. Oh, it's, in fact, I think John Romo made a video about it. Um, but it's, oh, every time I see it pop up, I'm like, oh, God. And I can say that because I've had something similar happen. It just, 
I happened to be standing to the left of the blade, so it kicked past me into the wall of my shed. And it's like, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I screwed up. And, I, and then I started doing a little bit of studying and investigation and talked to some other woodworkers about how to use my table saw more safely. But, oh, bro, that video is like... <clears throat> You should see the wood veteran's response to it. Jeremy's, <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's yeah. response is excellent. I actually went to Jeremy. I went to his shop and was like, work me through the basics on your table saw, please. Cause I am really bad with a table saw and I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. And so I spent some time with Jeremy learning more about how to use my table saw safely. And my table saw is a piece of shit. It's an, it's an old, uh, craftsman contractor saw, you know? Right, but right. I've got that shit. I got a, a good uh, a good fence on it. I have a decent blade. I use Diablo blades. I love Diablo blades. I've got a good blade on it, and I've got it dialed in, and I can use it pretty accurately. It's not as accurate as some of these cabinet saws, but holy shit, just some of the things you see people do, especially when they're confident, oh, it's a saw stop. I'm okay. And then they do some dumb shit, and it's like, mm-hmm. I think I told you, JJ, I've got that um, miniature desk uh, table saw for for the dioramas and shit. And I am not joking when I say the power in a miniature engine turning at that speed with a fucking blade. (laughs) Holy Mm -hmm. fuck, dude. Like I've I've worked with normal table saws and I'm and I'm like you guys, I'm not like scared of it or anything, but at the same time, you're you're on edge when your fucking fingers are that close or some fucking kickback or whatever. But that motherfucker, like I'm like, I need to like wear a suit of armor when I fucking use that. Let me let me be honest. Well well, hey, hey, hold on. Check this out, JJ. Like you playing around with a little boy saw and uh you know, my I'm trying to like get all these table saws together to give out to veterans. Like I have a uni saw for you, brother. Let me get it all set up. I'll get it fixed. You're just down in Eugene. Like that's just a short drive, man. We'll get, no, bro, a- bro. <laughs> my phone number's in Eugene. I'm in Thomasville, North Carolina. I was about to if say, if you want to drive across country, shit, I'm gay. Bring that shit. Over. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that- God damn it. <laughs> when he said Try you, know, I was nice like, thing what? And you get humiliated. <laughs> uh, no, bro, I would love to. I mean, if I could figure out how to save the money to fucking ship it once you get fixed, I'd love to have a Unisaw. That's one hell of a piece of equipment, man. I got three of them and a Powermatic 66 right now. Ooh, that Powermatic is sexy. Ooh. Uh, I think I'm Big keeping that one. cabinet. This one's green. It's an oh, old it? one. Old one. Nice. Those classics are even better. It's cast. Isn't that a cast iron base? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that, the whole, yeah. Like the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That's that dark whole, green, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. My I whole shop is vintage <laughs> shit. It's all old Delta stuff. Nice. So you're basically got, the like, Jesse James of the woodworkers community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I, I that. say that, and, and look, I admire that because I think all all four of us here sitting here right now, 
actually had rather have the old shit compared to this new stuff. Granted, there are some new things I like, but I'd just rather, in all honesty, in all honesty, have something that was made a hundred years ago as opposed to something that was made yesterday. I think it's more reliable. It's easier to use personally. I think it's more accurate in a, in a lot of ways. There's a guy on TikTok named Jack English. Oh yeah, Jack's and, the boss. Oh my god, this guy oh. has. He lives in Canada. He has the Watkin Temple. This man collects antique Wadkin woodworking machines made in England. And we're talking cast iron 20-inch table saws mm-hmm. with a sliding uh, tray. So the, the, the whole table <laughs> slides past the saw blade. Not You don't slide the wood through the saw like you do in a modern table saw. You put the wood on the table and slide the table. Yeah. Hey, JJ, we heard enough about Jack. This is about me, bro. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) if you want to talk about antique machines. We know. We all know how awesome Jack is, man. My old old craftsman is like 10 or 12 years old, and it's got a plastic body. Those Delta Unisaws you've got have steel bodies. Mm -hmm. And and even further, that Powermatic has a cast iron body. They made it better back in the day. Well, it's well, just the, like the you, old you, pedal. I'm sorry. It's like the old oh, foot pedal uh, singer uh, sewing machines. We still got one. And I remember years ago. Yes, it still works. I remember years yeah. ago, my grandma was uh, sewing something to a leather jacket with that old singer. Well, a few years later, she had to re-sew it. And she used a newer plastic, whatever the fuck brand it was and it couldn't go through it there was no way that little fucking sewing machine was going through it but that singer uh, done it every fucking time yep yep yeah that's my whole shop is is actually built out of uh mostly delta it's all delta equipment right now from 48 to about 58 so the heyday so yeah like what you guys were mentioning like the they're easy to strip down like yeah. The Delta DB220s, which are the standard 14-inch drill presses, you can find those on Marketplace and Craigslist. They're easy to be had, usually pretty cheap at some point in time. There's nothing to them, man. And, and a new set of bearings puts them back in working order, and you're talking 40 bucks, and you're good to go, man. You mm-hmm. know? like, and yeah. it, Just it, the it, fact you know, that you can bring something back to original working condition for such a low price and maybe a little elbow grease, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you think about it too, back then the the customer had to know how to fix their shit because if they didn't Mm -hmm. know, that's Mm -hmm. probably their livelihood gone for who knows how long a month, two months, because you're going to have to get it repaired. And today you can fucking send it in. And then two weeks later it's back and and you're probably going to get a replacement for that two weeks. So you're okay. Whereas back and, then you had to you had to have some intelligence and common sense, and, right? And no electronics, no circuit yep. boards. I mean, yep. basic. There's here's the motor, here's the power to the motor, here's the switch that turns it on and off. What three and wires at most? Because you've got your positive, <laughs> negative, and your ground. Like, come on, man. <laughs> well, I, and most of the stuff, like they actually have like the exploded diagrams and the yes. intricate 
They have Daniels a little sticker and, and shit on the side that shows yeah. you every part. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not hiding that shit from you back then. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And, and you didn't have to have some special fucking wrench with a goddamn special made fucking hex star fucking head screw thing on the end just so you could fucking fix it. Like, Hell yeah. You, you had yeah. everything that you could buy at a general store for five bucks back in the day, which would now be like 200 bucks. <laughs> oh hell yeah! But, well, let's but, say yeah. something. I, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest on the West Coast, in the youngest part of the country, and I live now in North Carolina. And you are in a position over there that North Carolina was probably at about thirty or forty years ago. Now I've got a, around me. I've got a lot of established woodworkers who've been doing it for forty or fifty yep. years. But they updated all their equipment about 20 years ago. Whereas you have, you're at the other end of that spectrum where the 40 or 50 year established guys are getting out of the game and they're selling their classic equipment that got them the 40 years of woodworking or 50 years of woodworking. Well, too, it depends on what part of the Appalachia you're at. Say again? Too, it depends on which part of the Appalachia you're at. Yeah, well, I mean, like right around here, I can I can't find a Delta Unisaw. Yeah, yeah, but I can find fifty Craftsman table saws that were made in 1983, like the one I've got. Mm-hmm. You know, but I can't find the 60 year old Craftsman that was actually made by Delta and is the exact same thing as the Unisaw. It just has different branding and labeling on it. And you know where. Uh, where JB's at, the, that that equipment got there later than it was here, and so he's he's right at that edge, right at that end of where all the old timers are retiring. And you go on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, and you're like, it's a smorgasbord. It's like, yeah, you can get three Delta Unisaws. I can't find a Unisaw on Facebook Marketplace right now within a hundred mile radius. I might be able to find some up in Richmond, Virginia. But there were maybe Charleston, South Carolina, but the entire state of North Carolina, I've looked. There are no Unisaws. It's just it's- so, JJ, check this out, bro. Yeah, like to 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 add insult to injury, um, I got the Delta eight inch pot belly joiner, the you know the Art Deco cast iron one. Oh, very <laughs> very sought after. Yeah. I got it for $350. It came out of a working cabinet shop. Damn. So, you know, naturally I pull the back cover off to check out the motor and it's, uh, the motor had been actually serviced through a local motor shop called, I think it's Portland hoists motor and Mm -hmm. hoist or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it had a whole service record for the motor. And I called the guy and he's still around, and he's actually going to rewire a couple of my Unicell motors for me. Oh, nice, bro. That is sweet. Yeah. That is sweet. See, and that's one of, that's one of the advantages of living in the younger half of the country. And there's, but there's advantage. I mean, shit, I'm, I'm over here where in one of the original colonies, you know? But at the right. same time, look, here's, here's the difference between living in Oregon and living in North Carolina. My VA is 16 miles away as the crow flies. It takes me 40 minutes to get there because I have to drive 
35 miles because there are no straight fucking roads on the East Coast because they were all built on trade routes, Indian trade routes and wagon trails. Whereas out in the East Coast, by that point in time, we were all following. Uh, oh, ah. Well, we were all following the ideas of Benjamin Franklin and a few other of the founding fathers, but the French designers who helped design Washington, D.C. and wanted to establish a grid. And you can look at the map of the country and see where the state's shapes are on the right side. As they, and as they move left, they get square. Highways are the same way. On the left side of the country, there's no such thing as a straight line between point A and point B. you got to go south to go west, to go north. On the west coast, you go north, and it's a straight line. And you have Alaska where there's only one road north and one road south. Right, yeah, and Alaska, you there's get. two fucking roads, so that's it. Well, and if you're not on those roads, you're screwed. I mean, I live like 12 miles from Portland, but it takes me 45 minutes to get there. Yeah, but uh, you're not talking about rush hour traffic, bro. No, I'm just talking like Sim- well, similar thing. Well, maybe maybe forty five minutes to get there, thirty maybe if I'm hauling ass. But because I have to drive through town, I have to go through Gresham and and then yeah, the, oh God, the ghetto Gresham. Portland. Yeah, so traffic in Gresham sucks. <laughs> yeah, so that sucked in the fucking nineties when I lived in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you do when you uh, served, JB? Uh, I was deployed in 2010, 2011. I what was your MOS? God damn it. I said, what'd you do? Not fucking where'd you get deployed, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I was an 88 Mike. Oh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. There so, so I'm in Iraq and my fucking commander wants me to work in the top with him. And Brigade wants me to work in the talk for them. So my commander sends me over to Brigade talk to get my Cipernet account. So I'm over there with the master sergeant. We're making my Cipernet account. Well, the XO for Brigade walks in and says, what the fuck are you doing in here? And I was like, commander sent me over here to get my Cipernet account. Sir. And he's like, what's your MOS? Well, before I left my talk, <laughs> my commander said, you're an 88 Mike. So I was like, all right. So I tell him I'm an 88 Mike. <laughs> Well, the XO goes in his office and comes back. He says, what the fuck does that say? I was like, you have to talk to my commander, sir. So he goes back to my commander and chews his ass out for telling me to lie to an officer about my MOS because I'm a 92 golf and we supposedly needed cooks, right? But I was never an 88 Mike. I, I drove a lot of shit, but I, yeah, politics. <laughs> that made me right, think of yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I said I was an 88 Mike, but I never did the job of an 88 Mike. <laughs> right. <not once. laughs> Wait, for those of us in civilized services, what the fuck's an 88 Mike? Basically a, a vehicle driver. driver, yeah. Vehicle. There's only one truck on a base. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, um, so you're an 88 Mike. You got deployed in 2010. Uh, you were over there 10 months uh yeah something like that right okay um i don't know it's all fucking blur at this point bro <laughs> how long how long uh in service were you uh six years six years cool deal cool yeah. deal um yeah y- did you go while you were in high school or 
No, I was actually older. So uh, my parents retired and moved up to Oregon, and I came to visit them one time, and I was like, oh, it's really nice. I think that was like 2007. And then I was still down in Central California, and then we had that recession hit really hard. I was At the time, I was working as a union bricklayer. Um, and then we got rocked by that recession and, um, I made some phone calls and I found out that the Oregon national guard was actually gonna deploy really soon. And so I came up here and enlisted in the Oregon national guard to go on that deployment. Cool deal. Awesome. So you joined because of a recession. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, totally. And I, I always wanted to be in the army, man. Oh, I had yeah. to. I had to, man. <laughs> um, hey, at least it's a guaranteed salary, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I, it was the brig. No. So like, I had always wanted to join the army. It's just like life got in the way. Right. When I, you know, I at joined the bricklayer's apprenticeship and it was a lot of fucking money, bro. Look, so. At least you're not the, I was going to join, but. Like, um, dude, no, no, we're not going down that uh, I was going to tell you that. Wait, let me slap you again. Fucking hell, that shit, man. Uh, you know how many times we've heard that? Uh, so, so you get out, you've always, you've always been around woodworking. Is there uh, a specialty that you, you gravitate towards in woodworking or is it just whatever comes to mind or whatever commission work or? Um, I really haven't got to that point yet. I'm still just trying to build my shop out. I've only had this house for a year mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of that time remodeling the house and not a lot of time building my shop out. So it's not finalized yet. Like I'm still building the game plan for that. Um, kind of my plan is I'm just going to kind of, um, uh, share that journey of building the shop. I'm going to start a a new YouTube channel soon. And, uh, on that, I think I'm just going to start with the basics, like Woodshop 101 and, uh, show people how they can just like, you know, maybe use a couple hand tools and a couple planks of pine from home Depot and, you know, make a bookshelf or something out of it. Just mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm feeling. I, I want to, I like to educate people. That's kind of the, the background I had in marketing when I was working and, now that I have the opportunity, because I'm 100% disabled, I want to use some of my time to help educate and share knowledge about woodworking with everybody, really. No, I, I admire that. There's there's a lot of people that say, I want to do this, that, or the other, and they want to do 100 things at once, and they and they fuck it up, you know what I mean? And, and it sounds like mm-hmm. you, you at least have some sort of plan. You want to for sure educate people and that's one of the best ways to get into not only youtube but anything as far as what you're doing i think and you sound like you'd you'd be good at teaching i mean i don't, I don't know am i wrong jj I, I don't know i don't know the guy no no i just <laughs> i want to encourage you yeah get that youtube channel going and and definitely um put up a video with the actual measuring of your deck so that there's no doubt but no camera tricks are involved in the measuring of my deck because i know i want video evidence at this point <laughs> but no no i w- i definitely want to encourage you to definitely absolutely start a youtube channel and i'm interested in 
do do some videos about refurbishing those saws too. Yeah. Cause that's an interesting subject. And one thing, you know, now that I have a bandsaw, it's funny. I've got that craftsman table saw and I've touched it exactly zero times since I got my bandsaw. <laughs> so I, I, it's not that I actually do have a project planned that I have to use the table saw for, but a lot of what I used to do with the table saw because I didn't have a bandsaw because I'm a wood turner. Now I use the bandsaw. Right. The video that I uploaded to YouTube today that premieres in the morning, the first thing I do is prep a blank on the bandsaw. And yes, you can do it on the table saw, but it's dangerous as fuck. On the bandsaw, I was able to do it freehand. It took me about three minutes to do what it would have taken me about 15 minutes to do on the table saw the dangerous way. You know, uh, so I, what I'm saying is for those, for woodworkers like me, where I've built my shop up from, well, this is what I can afford. So I'll make it work for what I need. And um, I, I want to see. Look, this is how you set up a table saw. This is, you know, if you if you're refurbishing one, these are the kinds of things you need to look at. That kind of information is extremely valuable to me because I am looking for for an old unisaw. I would really like a good heavy duty cabinet saw and get rid of the old contractor saw and have something that I know is solid that I can rely on and that is not going to fail because the legs are aluminum tubes. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Speaking of videos, so, yeah. that reminds me, I'll be working on your uh, intro next week, JJ. And oh, I need, cool, and I yeah. Need, and I need your uh, images for your website. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. I was thinking about that today as I was downloading. I actually shot my video on my phone today because I just didn't want to bother with the little camera. Um, cool. And... That reminded me that I really need to transfer some imagery to the computer and upload some photos to you. So. Yeah, I'm working on Betsy's, Betsy's website. Well, too, but so. you know, my phone is higher resolution than my little camera. I really need to get a, a actually, I need to get a couple of decent cameras and I need another laptop and a switcher so that I can stream live and do demos. So yep. I'm working towards it. I'm we'll get you set up. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, last plate standing, the finale on the 25th. I'm, I was actually personally invited to vend there by the, the, uh, founder of last plate standing, who, by the way, is a Navy veteran and we need to get on the show. And I'm a fucking idiot for forgetting to invite him. We're not going to get him this month because he's doing the competition, but I'll bet you right after the competition finishes, we can get him on barracks talk. Um, Doc, uh, uh, Doc Martin, Matthew Martin, Doc. I don't know if he was a Doc in the Navy, but he's called Doc because his last name is Martin. Anyway, um, so I'm hoping that I have a big enough step up with Last Blade Standing that I can buy some of that non-turning, you know, some of the video equipment I need so that I can improve my game. Oh, Which shit. JB. Before what? I forget, our update, our weekly update. Um, our Fed has been listening for 60 hours and one minute uh, this week. Just so everybody knows, our nice. Fed is still listening. They've been listening for the last 60 hours. I've totally, that blanked on me completely until <laughs> I looked Fuck at everybody that was listening. So, and, and our German uh, so listener. G- <laughs> Go ahead. I just said our German listener. Don't. Yep, we got our German Good listener, not- and then we Good got... Diamond. 
Vicky. We got we got somebody up in Washington and Arizona, New Mexico, Venus, Michigan. Uh, I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing I'm guessing that's Mister Mirrors Mayhem up in Indiana. Uh, and then we got Mama Fester down in Charlotte. Hi, Mama. I forget to say hi in chat. Hi, Mama. Thank you all for listening tonight, by the way. But back to JB, uh, since we've got like 10 minutes and we really don't know shit about him, uh, cause we've talked about Antique <laughs> the whole know, fucking man. show. <laughs> literally, the, literally, should, the whole show has been about Antique about Machinery. Antique Machinery. <laughs> the whole it's, it's show really, has been about Antique Machinery. Not much to talk about. I make things out of wood. Bing, bing. But you know, a good an aspect though, and we were talking about this earlier on the phone, is woodworking for mental health. So that's right. And I think, um, well, that's one thing I wanted to know. How has that helped you mentally? It's uh, because it's different for everybody, I believe. But overall, it's the same. But personally, it's if you don't mind, it's been such. It's been such a big part of my life, my whole life, and something that I've done with my dad and something that I've started sharing with my three-year-old son. And uh, it is just like, it's my my zen or whatever. I don't know, whatever you call it. It's just when I'm in the shop and I'm messing around, whatever, if I'm maintaining a tool or I'm sharpening a blade or I'm making a project, it's just all peaceful to me out there. Everything makes sense. Everything has a place. You put it away where you got it from. You clean it up when you're done. You know, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's also something you can at least, for the most part, control, I feel. Totally. Totally. I, I think that's a big thing with almost any hobby that anybody does. You can basically control every aspect outside of you know audio and video where <laughs> like us fucking up some shit <laughs> with audio um the editing process you, you have full control over that right uh me painting those dioramas i have full control over that i might fuck up but at least i fucked up right so right um whereas you know measure twice cut once <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's you measure can't. twice cuss once <laughs> yeah <laughs> jj's actually actually told me about how he measured it like three or four times and still fucked it up so <laughs> yeah yeah i will admit it has happened i have measured measured again measured again and cut it and been like what the fuck <laughs> I uh, honestly suspect that I have a mild uh, amount of dyslexia because I do have trouble with numbers sometimes and I fuck them up and I come up with something and it's not right. But I think we just get in the zone sometimes because I've done the same shit, dude. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, one thing that I, I could say, I've actually discussed this with my, with my counselor at the VA, um, one of the kind of things that they like to in the in the counseling world they like to talk about is mindfulness mindfulness is this big thing mm. and mindfulness in a lot of ways is just fucking belly button gazing right you just yep. it, it really is it's fucking staring into your own belly button and being in the moment mm-hmm. well when you're pushing a 
a piece of wood through a saw, you're in the middle of a project, you know, you're sanding, you're planing, or if you're on the lathe and you're turning, because what you're doing could possibly remove parts of your body, yeah, you have to be 100% focused and you have to be in the moment. Yeah, It's the exact same thing as mindfulness, except you have something done. You There's a product at the end. Mm-hmm. So I call woodworking, in my case, wood turning, but the same could be said if you're making a box or a cabinet or a door. I call it productive mindfulness. You're forced to be in the moment. You're forced to focus. You're forced to tune out all that other else. shit yep. and just do what you're doing. Yeah, and that gives your brain relief mm-hmm. because you're not worrying about oh this and that. You know, PTSD isn't screaming in your ear, and you're not. Uh, I can't hear the tinnitus over the lathe, you know, um, or the saw or the sander, and so it takes you to a place where it's just you and your intent, and nothing else invades and. That is incredibly relieving. It's yeah, the only time I don't feel pain is when I'm doing my dioramas because I right because you're not thinking about up. how your yeah. body hurts. Yeah, and, and I have to have noise on in the background, so it's usually music. But I don't know what song oh, yeah. is going. I know I'm damn sure not sitting here fucking banging my head. My mom will walk in here and say my name like five times, and then I was I'm what? Yeah. Who are you? Like <laughs> I was I was literally I was live about a week and a half ago on TikTok, turning, and somebody, and I always have my stereo going. I always have music going. And mm-hmm. the more tired I get, the louder the music gets turned. I, I'm not sure the correlation, except it helps me focus. ignore yeah. the fact that my back is starting to go, right? Because yep. I'm focused on this where I want to work, I want to work. And somebody commented in the chat of my live, oh, that was just my favorite song. I only caught the end of it. And I was like, what song was it? I didn't even know what song it was. It was Epic by Faith No More, which is one of my favorite songs. I'm like, well, shit. And I just fucking hit the back button and played Epic again. <laughs> you know, they kind of brought me back to the moment, but I was so far gone in focusing on my project and ignoring the fact that my body was screaming at me. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite songs played, and it took somebody mentioning it in chat going, oh, hey, that was my favorite song. I missed most of it. And I was like, what? Where am I? Who are you? What? Yeah, there, there's a few know. people in the uh, miniature community. I'll, I'll watch and, and listen to them and all. And I, I respect almost everything all of them do because they're 10 times better than I will ever be. Um, but every time they're sitting there talking about, you know, trying to get in the moment, like we were just talking about, they're like, yeah, I always put on something like Netflix shows and all. And I'm like, how the fuck are you paying attention to a television show as well as painting this fucking one inch by one inch fucking figure and actually enjoy both. Like I can't do it. I'm I'm sure I could back in the day, but with all the pain and shit, like I don't want to do it, you know? So I'm just like, how do you, how, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way as JJ with the music. I, I've had my, I've actually had my, my walls jitter because I had the music up so loud and my mom had to turn it down. I, I have no idea what, what, what that, what you're talking about. Too I just have, <laughs> I just have badass headphones. 
Nice, nice. Nah, fuck the headphones. I want everybody to hear what the fuck's going on. Hell yeah. I want the whole neighborhood to be like, bitch, what the fuck was that? Look, I didn't buy my Panasonic 5 speaker surround set for absolutely headphones, all right? I didn't do that. It's it's not a headphone listening device. Uh, I mean, see, I don't have that. Like, I'm just more of a headphone guy. Like, I always have been, you know, like, producing shit, so... Oh, fucking shit. I like headphones, man. <laughs> I mean, I've got earbuds in now, but it's it's totally different. <laughs> oh, earbud. Shit. What the fuck's an earbud? Earbud. I actually have uh, uh, oh, <laughs> earbud. Ear <laughs> I have a decent pair of noise canceling earbuds, and I have to be careful because um, I sometimes I need to hear the lathe, which is why I prefer having a boombox over my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and so, but YouTube with the restrictions, fucking licensing and everything, I can't have music playing in the background if I'm shooting video for YouTube. So I'm listening on my earbuds. So I have to really be careful. Like there are some days where I don't play the music because I'm shooting for YouTube and I can't have background music and I have to hear the wood because I'm turning something sketchy like a burl. And it's like, it's getting, it gets frustrating sometimes because I'm like, I really want to listen to music, but I really have to focus on what sounds this is making because this is not a, you know, it's like a crotch piece. I turned a really cool bowl out of a crotch uh, in the, in the wood and the bowl has a split almost to the center. It's almost split in half and it held. I still not really sure how it held, but I fuck it pure fucking magic. It held and it's a gorgeous bowl, but I couldn't, I couldn't listen to my earbuds while I was turning it. So I couldn't film it. You know, those, uh, those two young girls that have a podcast on wood talk. I don't, I Oh, uh, makers do makers make. Yeah. So she, one of them had mentioned their friend had made a special pair of, um, over the head, over the ear headphones that would, uh, are adjustable to the sound that comes in oh. while listening to music at the same time. So nice. yeah, like reach out to her or them. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember which one of them it was that posted it. I remember having a brief conversation with her about it and it sounds pretty cool. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, so it'd I be like, set- I could set my headphones to noise canceling, which like if I'm running a saw, absolutely. Or, uh, you can allow, uh, atmospheric noise in, but they're, because they're earbuds, you do it by touching the earbud for a certain amount of time. And you're never sure if you're pausing your music, skipping your music, changing the settings. <laughs> it's like, fuck, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a damn newfangled device. I want switches where I just go flip, you know, atmosphere off or flip atmosphere on, you know, it, it, but whatever. I mean, they do, they do, they are noise canceling. So like when I'm running the chainsaw, man, they're awesome. When I'm running the chainsaw, I can listen to fucking corn and cut logs and not worry about it because you don't really need to listen to your chainsaw when you're running it. When you're running the lathe is a little bit different. Yeah, I, well, I have like a, I use Bose. I have a set of wireless Bose that I use. They're noise canceling. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, they work pretty good in the shop, man, to be honest with you. I can still hear everything good enough, but That's it's cool. at a safe decibel for me. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, the Navy made me half deep and I can't hear out of the other side. So. <laughs> what? Really? What are you saying? Between, between, uh, between live shows in the 90s in the Navy, yeah, I'm a deaf in one ear and I can't hear out the other. So. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, the Beastie Boys are loud as fuck, and they throw one hell of a concert, or they used to back in the day. This is your interview, JJ. I've been fucking guiding it along the whole fucking time. Oh, I just, I just brought a guest on, bitch. It's your show. <laughs> JB, talk to me a little bit about. Okay, so you and I have talked a little bit about putting together a. Art as therapy, woodworking, obviously, because we both do that. So woodworking to start as woodworking, but we definitely don't want to eliminate or, or ignore other art forms. So, um, we're, we're chatting about possibly putting together a podcast slash show here on DV radio about art as therapy. What else have you got going on? And what are your plans for your YouTube channel? Uh, my YouTube channel is going to basically just be like 100% free education. Um, just, I still have a lot of build outs to do in my house. I'm finishing my office this week and I have a lot of trim work to do. And I'm going to do a lot of custom, uh, finishes throughout the house. Uh, it's at that point now where it's just like that final, you know, it's, it's basically done, but it just needs that like final frosting. And, uh, so I'm probably going to document that on there. And then, um, I definitely want to, uh, do like some woodshop one-on-one classes on there where it's just, you know, take 20 bucks, go to Harbor Freight and buy a saw and a ruler and like a piece of pine at Home Depot and you're good to go or something, you know? Nice. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I want to get it, like encourage people to try no matter what they have, at least mm-hmm. somehow. Shit. I started with a fucking Ryobi skill saw, which I still have, which is one hell of a fucking saw. So, oh, I'm sorry. Circular saw skill is a brand. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm pretty you remember that argument. <laughs> I'm privileged. I've always had the, the mag 77. Oh, so. you're- I don't. I don't know what ghetto you grew up in, but yeah. uh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I grew up that in the I didn't love you. <laughs> you know what? No, I have thrown. I've had that Ryobi for like 20 years. I can't break it. I am not shitting you. Nothing I do with that saw, I cannot break that saw. I. I it is bomb proof. I have. I have done everything from build dog houses in a in a garage in 13 degrees to um fucking shooting a youtube video today where i hacked the end off of a uh white oak slab i've been using that saw for 20 years and honestly that saw has lasted longer than my first marriage and my second (laughs) marriage and i've had that saw through two marriages, and that motherfucker still won't die. <laughs> well, I, you know, I can actually say the same because my dad just recently, he's like, "Here, boy, this is yours." You know, the the old mag seventy seven, the red one. Nice, it's nice. the good one. Yeah. And uh, 
they had a bad cord on it. I think that was like $17. It was super easy to replace. Yeah. That's an easy fix. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, check the oil on her. Cause they do have oil boys. Your mag 77s do take oil. So check that every like 20 years. It's supposed right. to be forever, but it's not, it's not really forever, but it's supposed to be forever kind of thing. Um, yeah, and they'll they'll last you forever, dude. It's, that thing's a tank, man. Um, if I was ever gonna cut a limb off, I would hope it would be with that saw. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the meme now. <laughs> Woodworking goals. <laughs> I, I've had, you know, I've been around that saw. My dad bought that saw like probably like thirty years ago, to be honest with you, and it's just mm-hmm. fucking yeah. grinding and grinding and grinding. So you know, people people bitch about planned obsolescence, but what they don't realize is thirty years ago, you know, forty years ago, or between that, like, well, until about the mid nineties, they still built shit to last. Yeah, and then they totally. figured out, oh, if we build it so it'll fail in three years, then we can make more money. But you know, they still made shit to last back then. Well, and I think the red Mag seventy seven that you see on the market today is basically very similar. I'm sure the one I have is probably a little bit heavier, but it's probably a little bit sturdier. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, cost effective measures. We can replace this and this and this with plastic, and that's what right. makes is the plastic. You know, right? I mean, my craftsman my craftsman table saw is probably fifteen or twenty years old, and it's still running, but. If you look at the same model of of Craftsman table saw from 30 years ago, that one was all made out of steel. It didn't have a plastic body. Mine has a plastic body and aluminum legs. Right. Because it's lighter and cheaper. But that's what breaks. Yep. Well, that's why a lot of guys build them into their workbench, too. That helps with those lower end table saws if you get hey, now now come on some of us have to work with what we can afford uh, ass <laughs> what you don't have eight table saws You're... no i do not have fucking eight <laughs> table saws bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to the topic these are not my eight table saws i am just fostering them now right. they are gonna go to veterans that need them some at some point or whatever makes more sense. Like if we, no, nah, like, nah, nah, look, you can't turn your white privilege card off like that. I cannot to. believe you fucking with that. I, I was just to. calling them bougie. I you had to, to throw out white privilege. Damn. What? So, I, I have so white the other day, because I, I want to give veterans table sauce. I can't, I can't think of her name. She got a credit card in the mail the other day, and it was white. And she was like, I can't believe this day has finally come. Today, <laughs> of all days, I finally got my white privilege card. And I fucking lost it, <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I "This is the greatest that. day ever." <laughs> <laughs> and then when you said "bougie," I was like, "Oh, we, we going with this? We going?" 
I warned you, JB. This is, it's fucking bear it's talk, all, man. It's all good, man. It's all and good. I mean, I mean, JJ is an amalgamation of every fucking race on the face of the planet. Yes, so, I, <laughs> well, except for black. That's yeah, probably, well, as far as I know. I. As far as I know, now if I went and did twenty three and me, maybe I'd learn different. But. And you know what? I I got a few percentage in the black in the blackness, so I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm safe. <laughs> I got I got a few what brothers. Per, what what percentage makes you safe? <laughs> I don't know, but I know that I know that I've got cousins that are full on black. So <laughs> full on. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Somebody's gonna lose their mind over that one. <laughs> I'm sure that FBI agent is taking notes right now. Oh Racism. hell yeah! Racism. Oh, they're they're a militia. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, next time I fill out a document, am I supposed to put on uh, like full on Caucasian? <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what it gets me too, right? White isn't a race <laughs> because because. <laughs> Caucasian from the Caucasus region. Right. <laughs> Johnny Cochran. Oh. If the glove don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched fucking Seinfeld the other night, and it was the one about the bra, and he's like, if the bra won't fit, you gotta quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they hit OJ so hard in these fucking episodes in the 90s, and nobody was the wiser. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyway. Oh, we're, yeah, we're special. <sighs> oh, my God. I got a, I got a week-long live band on, on TikTok for saying, uh, because my buddy Nate and I were shooting each other. We were both live, and we were shooting each other live. Well, if you're shooting uh, each other, event. I expect that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, so that's we're, fucking we're murder. Each other li- we're filming each other live at the event, and I said, we're retarded. <laughs> and I got a fucking ban for a week for hateful behavior. Oh, that's For hilarious. calling myself retarded. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. And it was funny. Was there, was a, there was a young lady there in her 20s, I guess. Who's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm autistic. So technically, <laughs> medically, I'm retarded. So are they going to ban me for calling myself retarded? That's and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you might hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> and that's just it is like the person who can say, no, I'm actually retarded is like, that's not offensive. Yeah. It's not the people who have medical issues who find it offensive. Yeah. It's the people protecting them. It's the saviors. That's how all the offended bullshit comes out. It's not people that are of that community that are offended. It's people, I must take up for you. No, bitch. I never asked you to. I have to protect you, which, which in and of itself is a position of superiority because in order to decide that you have to be offended on behalf of someone else, you have to decide that they're not capable of dealing with it themselves. In other words, you're better than them. Yeah. So they, they need to whether take, it's race they need to take a, their skinny white vegan bachelorette Bel Air rich asses and sit them the fuck down and shut them the fuck up. Boot wearing motherfucking cunt ass asses. bastard bitches is what they are. <laughs> I said it. What? Just, what? 
Those gay motherfuckers. One of of my favorite creators on TikTok calls himself Millennial Spicely, and he is uh, black and gay. And who cares, right? It doesn't matter. But one of the things he says is, who are you, white savior, to tell me (laughs) that I'm oppressed? You You don't know what my experience is. So you you stepping in for me and assuming (laughs) that I'm incapable of defending myself is in and of itself racist. Because what you're doing is assuming that you're superior to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on that note, damn. on that note, I'm gonna dip out and eat some tacos. Tacos. <laughs> hey, hey, JB. On a serious note, is there anywhere anybody can follow you now or upcoming uh, to follow the journey of uh, the, the the workshop and and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm on TikTok right now uh, at JF Billups. Pretty simple. Uh, that's my Instagram as well. Um, on Facebook, I'm Joshua Billups. Find me on there. Um, I don't do Twitter because my brain's bigger than that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, thanks guys for having me on. Uh, it's been real fun. You guys are hilarious. Hey, we appreciate you having uh, joining us, man. And I'll get with you soon, and uh, we'll start hammering out details on that podcast. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. You guys have a great show. You too, man. It was great having you on. Nice meeting you. Thanks, brother. Bye. So that was Mr. JB Billups. You can find him at Jeff Billups on Instagram and TikTok, and we'll have those in the uh, podcast description uh, when we do put this up. I look forward to seeing what becomes of his dreams. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's he's having a rough rough time at the moment. So, he, you know what? He's doing the right thing. He's focusing on getting his kind of pushing forward his woodworking and stuff and focusing on that since everything else is falling apart around him. And good for him, you know? I mean, yeah. that, that's if – you, if you – having gone through it a couple of times myself, you know um, – you got to have somewhere to put your focus so that it doesn't overwhelm you. 100%. I agree. 100%. And I think that's kind of the, the theme that the podcast is going to be is putting your focus somewhere so that everything else doesn't overwhelm you. Yep. You know, I really yep. do. I look forward to that. And, and like you said, we've, we've been trying to do this for a while. You just, been looking for the right people to co-host and or bring on as guests and, and how to tackle it. And I look forward to bringing that and a few other things uh, over the coming months to DV radio and, and just people in general. Oh, Hey, um, speaking of change unchained chief and his wife right now are in Vegas for the big search. I think it's the 12th or 13th year they've done this. Mm-hmm. It's a massive effort during Super Bowl week to find uh, at-risk youths who may be being trafficked or simply something as simple as just missing and known to be in that area. So uh, good, uh, good juju, good prayers, thoughts and prayers, whatever, 
yeah. to uh, Change Unchained and their effort for uh, some search and search and recovery. They're on SAR right now this week um, during Super Bowl week. So uh, thoughts go out to them. Yeah, and another thing about Change Unchained that I've vaguely mentioned here, but uh, JJ and I had an idea. Uh, it's it's been a while ago. It's been about a month or so ago. Um, we are starting a bumper sticker campaign. Is that what we're going to call it? Yes. Uh, and it's your life matters. Um, it's, it's going to be a whole series of bumper stickers. And the first one will be dropping, uh, if not, uh, on the 14th, it'll be the 13th. Um, that way you can, uh, get it and it will, all the proceeds will go to change unchained. It'll be one of many in the series. Uh, it'll be, that will specifically be for human trafficking and, and things of that nature. And like I said, a hundred percent will go to change unchained and it'll have their logo on there and everything. And, and ever so often we'll, we'll bring out a new one. Um, but it's a, your life matters campaign is what it is. I didn't know if you wanted to say anything else about that or not, JJ. Bro, I, I forgot. <laughs> you, you forgot about the campaign we up, literally made. In like I came up with minutes. the idea. I'm like, we need to do this. And I, once I dumped it and, and you took it on, I'm like, that's gone. Next. <laughs> so my brain works, man. I'm, I'm lucky I can remember my own name half the time. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, we're going to, uh, it'll deal with, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, all that. And, uh, well, suicide, and suicide prevention. prevention. And I mean, yep. we, we can aim that at so many different areas of life. Right. You know, we really can. So, and, and I think it's, it's rather poignant and yeah, nobody's doing it. Exactly. And, uh, we've got quite a few made up. Uh, we're still busting heads together to, see what else uh, we want to do with them. But uh, the first one, like I said, you'll be able to get on the 14th with that uh, 25% off. Uh, it'll be change unchained. And there's a lot of other stuff you guys uh, can get. And there's a new uh, t-shirt design or apparel design, I should say, uh, that will be available. Looks pretty badass, I think, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> anything else we need to get out of the way and then we'll do last thoughts. No. Okay. Uh, JJ, last thoughts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was good to have JB on. Um, and I am going to pursue that connection because you and I have been talking about this show for a while and I just haven't found the right, uh, partner, buddy, duo, whatever you want to call it. I haven't found the right person to kind of bring in and be a part of it. I think somebody else that I'll probably try to draw in is, uh, uh, top is, uh, Doug. Um, cause he's, he's got good recent experience on active duty. He's now retired. He's now kind of pursuing, he's trying to sort things out. He's doing his teaching thing. He's doing his wood turning things. So it would be good to get Doug back on the air. Yeah. Um, and you know another person as someone maybe who's not necessarily going to speak to the craft and, and, and woodworking or art part, but who maybe could really give us some good insight as far as the mental health part is um, Chief from Change Unchained. Uh, yeah. he's, he's now, uh, I think he's done with terminal leave. I think he's full on retired. 
And um, he's got some some good. I mean, he was he was a doc. He he was involved in medical uh, with the military, with the Navy and the Marine Corps. He had to deal with mental health. Um, and I think that's a perspective that we might want to see if we can tap, not just because of uh, what he does now with the uh, with the organization and everything, but because he has a perspective in regards to helping military uh, members find healing. So yeah. I'll talk to him. I'll see what he thinks. He might tell me to go fuck myself. I don't know, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we have talked about having a uh, uh, chief as well as top back on for quite a while. And yeah. I'd love to have them both on because they just hearing what they have to say in general is not only eye opening, but uplifting. And it makes you go, yep, I was there. Oh, another aspect too. this guy's not a veteran, but he's a woodworker um uh, skeeter. Uh, he's a, he's a woodworker in Wisconsin. And he uses woodworking to help uh, continue his sobriety. So, cool. so that's another uh, another aspect. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of contact. There's a lot of people that I think would make good, good guests in in, in putting this together. So, Definitely. I will uh, I will be working on that, pursuing it because um, it'll be fun. Also, uh, I'll be here next Saturday, but. The Saturday after is the season finale of Last Blade Standing, and I will be vending at that event. So I'm going to be working my ass off that day. So, And we may or may not have a show that Saturday, which is the 25th. We're not sure yet. Right, because some slackers are going to Florida because they're lame. (laughs) I can't help it. I, I was about getting, last year. I, I was getting ready to say, Oink, uh, it's it's your last day for a, a couple of weeks, and uh, we're going to miss you. But we hope you have fun and enjoy yourself and stay safe. Um, but what do you want to say to our listeners? Number one, obviously, objective zero. But anything else uh, for between now and when you return? No, as always, you know, just hang in there. Uh, if you need to reach out and talk to somebody, do so. Uh, you're not going through this stuff. <clears throat> not by yourself or, or you have to go through it by yourself. There's always somebody out there willing to listen to you guys, even though it's crazy bastard, you know? So <laughs> don't, don't think you have to do it alone. This is the main thing. Well, but other than that, I, I'm, I'm headed to, you know, like I said, Florida family vacation, there's family down there as well as I get to hit the Daytona 500. So first NASCAR race. So it's, it's going to be a good time. I was going to say, I, I do hope you get to enjoy it because it is your first and, it's probably going to be your last because it's probably one of those once in a lifetime things. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't have yeah, a lot of NASCAR racing up here in Alaska for some fucking reason. I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> if I can get, well, you have a NASCAR sanctioned track, and it's a it's a third mile track oval yeah. up here now. In case JJ didn't know about that, they added it right there at the Raceway Park. Uh, where the drag strip is here in Palmer. So cool, they do have a small oval up here, but it's nothing, uh, nothing to be bragging about. <laughs> I got you. God, I can remember going to the drag strip there in Palmer to watch the races back yep. in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. They still got them going on. Like I said, you know, it, it, it just kind of stinks because you have the same uh, guys, if you will, that are out there racing every weekend. So well, I mean, it's a small, uh, I mean, is the glacier yep. shaker still running? Uh, you know, I have no idea. I haven't been out there in years myself, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, it's Alaska. Everything is 
a thousand miles away in the lower 48. Yep. So you, you, what you have is what you get. You exactly. Know? Exactly. But I mean, the guys that actually do go out there and race, though, you know, they put their heart and their soul into it, just like everybody else, uh, wherever they're at, you know, so oh, yeah. uh, that's off to them. Yeah. Well, like I said, have fun, enjoy it. Don't worry about nothing. Um, I'm sure JJ won't blow anything up. Uh, <laughs> I cut anything off. So. You can be as sure as you want to be. I'm fucking looking for the dynamite. Right. <laughs> I'm looking for Tannerite. That's legal. Um, Hells yes. <laughs> but uh, don't forget this upcoming Tuesday, Valentine's Day, February 14th, one day only, 25% off of everything right here at dvradio.net at the DV Radio Store. Just click on the DV Radio Store tab. Grab whatever the hell you want, and don't forget that we will have at least two new designs on the 14th ready for your buying pleasure. Uh, it was great having JB on, and for Oink and JJPTS Dog, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barracks Talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, fucksicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. 